0: Welcome to a special episode of the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast where we are interviewing one of our, a a growing friend of ours of the program, Justin from Engraven Bids, the YouTube channel that has 30,000 plus subscribers. The guy is killing it on YouTube, not only with Baltimore Ravens coverage, but NFL coverage. Justin, welcome back to the program. Thanks for making some time for us this week. I appreciate
1: you having me on. Thank
0: you. Yeah, well, you're... Like I said, your channel's killing it. You're doing great NFL coverage, great Baltimore Ravens coverage, and we couldn't really think of anyone better than you to have on our program once again. And I got before we get into all the, the talk about the game and whatnot, I got to give you a, a, some credit here because when we had John a few months back, I was looking at kind of doing some different things with this program, and around the regular season, I kind of started doing this thing. I call it the Monday News Jump, where we go through headlines about the Bengals and the NFL. And I I want to credit you for that idea, because I expanded. We're always kind of so Bengals-centric and Bengals-focused on this show, and I kind of wanted to expand into more NFL headlines. I know you do that, so thank you for inspiring me to broaden my horizons, my friend. Hey, no problem, man that's 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 smart that you're taking taking that on uh
1: just like you said expand it because it's always uh when we jump out of our comfort zone it can be kind of weird and uncomfortable but the more you do it hey the better things can be so congrats on doing that man.
0: well thanks i think our listeners like it and i just wanted to tip my cap to you for uh giving me the inspiration on that. And if you, for our Bengals listeners, if you want a great Ravens channel, a great NFL channel on YouTube to go check out with content that is being put out at least once a day, if not more than one time a day, go to Justin's channel in Graven Vids and subscribe there. Justin, let's let's talk about the state of the Baltimore Ravens before we kind of get into the X's and O's here. Hey, 3-1, and one, right around the top of the AFC North as expected. They had that one loss to Kansas City. We know Kansas City's a powerhouse and Baltimore just can't can't get past Kansas City. like a lot of teams can't, right? But where what's your take on the current state of the Ravens and what what they're looking like as they head into this week hosting the Bengals?
1: Uh with the Ravens right now, yeah, like you said, they they are three and one. So that's a, a beautiful thing. Um, despite a lot of questionable decisions when it has come to coaching, when it has come to, um, just the, uh, the, the state of really the offense, um, and the lack of a pass rush. Uh, I think right now with the Ravens, um, yeah, like you said, with Kansas city, they have just been, they've been bullying us, uh, the past three times. Uh, it's like every time we played them, it just gets worse. Uh, and Ravens really, I think the biggest thing when it comes to the chiefs is the Ravens. They, it seems like they get intimidated. Uh, mm. And they have to really get past the whole mental state of okay, you you can actually beat these guys. And they, whenever they play the Chiefs, especially the past two times, they completely get away from the type of football team that they are. Um, mm. Last year they did it. Uh, this year they certainly did it, uh, where they just they get so pass happy. And they are uh, they a team that can pass, but their strength is really the run the run game and the run setting up the pass. Uh, so until Ravens fix that, especially when they're going against the Chiefs then it's going to be the same result. So hopefully they learn from their, all of their mistakes uh, and they can do better when moving forward. Uh, now, as far as the Ravens right now, um, biggest question mark for me on this team uh, would be the offense and the offensive play calls. Uh, the offensive play calling has been very up and down. It's uh, been very inconsistent uh, and they need, they need to get back to who they are. Uh, and, while they get completely away from who they are whenever they play the Chiefs, whenever they play everybody else, they kind of go in and out of it. Um, So they need to really, I think the biggest thing for them in this game would be to really run the ball uh, and give it to Gus Edwards and and let him be the feature back. Uh, Ravens, of course, they they drafted J.K. Dobbins in the second round of the draft. They had Mark Ingram. He's still here. They, of course, have uh, Gus Edwards as well and Justice Hill. But what they've been doing this season, which has been, uh, I think it's been a downfall for the Ravens. They've been trying to keep every running back happy. So when you try to keep every single running back happy, and you have three of them that you're using because they haven't used Justice Hill at running back yet, but you, they've been giving each running back about the same amount of carries each game, so nobody can get into a rhythm. So you don't really have a lead back. But I think what they need to do to really get on track on offense uh, is have a lead back and let that be Gus
0: Edwards. Okay, so interesting there. I know a lot of Bengals fans have an – an eye of interest on J.K. Dobbins because he was from Ohio State. Just kind of quickly, what how has he looked? I know there was initially at the onset of the season, very limited role. I think it's grown a little bit over the past couple of weeks, but you're saying Gus, Ed- Gus Edwards should be the go-to guy, not so much Dobbins or Ingram. Yeah,
1: um, and, and Dobbins, is he's going to end up being that eventually. I mean, you don't take a, a running back in the second round of the draft for nothing, especially these days when they can take running backs pretty much anywhere. Um, And the last running back that they took in the second round of the draft at the exact same spot was Ray Rice. So if J.K. Dobbins can be like Ray Rice on the field, obviously, then we'll we'll be in good shape. But with J.K. Dobbins, yeah, he's had, uh, again, it's been inconsistent with his role. It's been inconsistent. Um, There was one game where he had one carry for six yards and another game where he had like uh, six carries. And it's just he hasn't really gotten a chance. And like I said, nobody, no running back on the Ravens has really gotten that consistent opportunity where they can really really get into a rhythm Um, what I think the Ravens should do right now because Gus right now is the best runner on the team not the best running back but the best runner he's been the most efficient runner on the team Uh, J.K. Dobbins he looks like he could end up being the best running back on the team eventually um, because he's the more all-around type of back Uh, but what, what I think they should do let Gus be the lead guy and let JK come in after him, be his change of pace back and, and let Mark Ingram sort of be the closer. Um, but as far as his role so far, he just, he really hasn't established much of a role yet. He's just been a guy that they bring in. Um, and again, they they just spread the carries around. So nobody really has, I mean, Mark Ingram is the guy te- technically, since he's the starter or whatnot, but everybody just shares the carry. So they can't really, they haven't really established anything with the running backs as far as uh diversifying their roles on a team
0: talking with Justin from Engraven vids, the YouTube channel that covers both the Ravens and the NFL over 30,000 subscribers. Go check it out. He does great work there. I'm going to share this with you, Justin. This is the cincyjungle.com uh, injury report. I believe this one was from Thursday. So a couple of updates, a um, couple of updates since for Cincinnati, it looks like Geno Atkins will be back this Sunday for playing for the first time in 2020 uh, Joe Mixon was limited th- this uh, on Thursday, but I think from this Bengals side of the fence, I think he's expected to play. So let's look a little bit uh, down here. We know there's been some interesting news with the Ravens in terms of Lamar Jackson being out a couple of a couple of days, one it was a knee issue and then I guess an illness I, mm-hmm. I have heard. So right. if you can, uh, you've got Nick Boyle on, on here, Calais Campbell. Looks like that's just better in rest. Uh, any, anything of note, uh, especially with maybe Ronnie Stanley and or Lamar Jackson that we should know about going into this week?
1: Well, Ronnie Stanley, he missed last week uh, because he was banged up. In, and Ronnie Stanley, usually, um, usually he misses about a game a year. Um, he's usually pretty banged up most of the time he plays through it, but last week they just decided that it was best for him to sit out. Um, and it ended up paying off. Uh, but with, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, on Wednesday, he missed practice. So I wasn't really concerned about it then. Cause I'm like, okay, he missed practice. Yeah. He never misses practice, but I don't think it's a big deal. They did say it's a knee injury. So that was a tiny, tiny bit concerning, but I was like, ah, it, it is what it is. But then Thursday he missed practice again. And that's when I got a little bit concerned because I'm like, man, two days in a row, but then today he returned to practice. They said he's 100%. Uh, and they said uh, they said Wednesday was a knee injury, but they said Thursday he was actually ready to go. But then he kind of caught a stomach bug. Uh, oh. So, yeah. So they said that's all cleared out now. Um, but so he, <laughs> <laughs> so he came back today. So he's good to go for Sunday against the Bengals.
0: Yeah, I figured it sounded like both were minor. So, uh, but thanks for updating us on that mm-hmm. and <laughs> getting getting intimate with the details <laughs> of uh, Lamar Jackson a little bit there. Uh, look, going into this week, obviously the Ravens look very good, and like I said earlier, as expected, around the top of the division. Obviously, Pittsburgh' situation is a little different right now, but um, I mean, essentially, you're the the Ravens are at the top of the division. The Bengals, two losses. A tie, then they get the win last week. Bengals, though, could be or should be two, a two or three win team at this point, depending on how you look at that. What What are Ravens fans feeling about this matchup? It's no more Andy Dalton. It's Joe Burrow. Uh, <laughs> Joe Mixon coming off a career game. I don't know, what, but you're hosting them. You're at home. What do you? What, how are you feeling at the onset as you kind of look at this game from you know mile high view? I, I like
1: Joe Burrow. He, From what I watched from him, because I watched him at the end of that first game, I watched the uh, the Browns and Bengals game, and I watched um, – oh, well, there was another game that I watched too. I forgot which one it was. But with him Char- – Chargers maybe? I, okay, that was it, yeah. So with him, what I watched from him is that uh, – and I said this before, he plays a lot of hero ball. And what I mean with hero ball is like he wants to make every single play. So it's, and it's sort of like Deshaun Watson, and it can be a gift and a curse all at the same time. They're doing it for the right reasons, but it can end up – sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't because they hold on to the ball for a long time, and they end up either making the throw or they can end up making the throw and taking a hit. Uh, but with Joe Burrow, he he has a very – he he puts, like, perfect touch on the football. And one thing that I, I've noticed about him is that with the – yeah, like you said, they could be a two- or three-win team because they've literally – been in every game they've been in every game there haven't been any blowouts they i mean i i i didn't agree with the uh the the push-off call in week one uh with a.j green um and that that could have flipped that game and then the kicker just that was just a mess with uh randy bullock um and then they they tie with the eagles with the browns it it came right down to the wire and then they finally ended up getting the win against the jaguars so the Bengals, that every game has been close um so if you flip a couple of plays here and there then the Bengals, they could be undefeated or three and zero oh and one or whatever, but they they've been right there, um, so they're gonna bring it. And with this being a division game, you you know they're gonna bring it. Um, Joe Burrow is of course new to the division. This is his rookie year, but he he doesn't play scared, and and he does not make uh, many bad throws. Uh, and he can fit it in a tight window. There was, I think it was in the Browns game. There was a touchdown that he threw. And it was like in a very tight window uh, in the back of the end zone, and he threw it sort of—he threw it on a run, but he threw it like across his body. I forgot who was the who the recipient was of that uh, touchdown pass, but it was a beautiful. But anyway, um, he's—he's—it's going to be dangerous going against him. And then another thing about him, not that he's blazing fast or anything, but he can also take off, so that makes him even more dangerous. Um, now in this game, I know the Bengals' offensive line has been a bit shaky. Um, and now with the Ravens' pass rush, it's been that's been a bit shaky. So here in this game, something's got to give. Uh, so that's going to be a, a big matchup to watch out for, the Ravens' defensive line and the Ravens' pass rush versus the Bengals' offensive line. Um, but then certainly with those, uh, the res- all the receivers that the Bengals have, I know A.J. Green, he hasn't been off to this hot start or whatnot. It, it seems like he may still be a little banged up. I'm not sure. Uh, but um, this, you know, A.J. Green, he loves to just – bring a lot of pain to the Ravens, a lot of discomfort <laughs> to us, Ravens fans. So I, I would not be surprised if not that he even necessarily looks like the A.J. Green of old, but if he sort of tries to get that groove back in the game uh, coming up against the Ravens. So oof, we'll see how that goes. And then I see T, T. Higgins. He's been performing well. I know just a couple weeks ago he caught like two touchdown passes in the game. So um got to look out for him. And, of course, Mr. 4th and 12, uh, Tyler Boyd. And then Auden Tate as well.
0: And then there's John Ross. What's what's going on with John Ross? That's a good question. If I if I had an answer for you, I would I would let you know. Uh, you know that he's been healthy and active the past couple of of games. Uh, Auden Tate was in week two. That didn't go over well. And then uh, since Auden Tate has been a uh, has been active, and John Ross has been inactive. And in those games, the Bengals have a tie and a win. I don't know what you want to correlate there. Uh, Ross to me I, I've told a lot of people this I was a big big fan of John Ross coming out of college living on the West Coast I watched a lot of UW games and watched a lot of him and he was impressive in college and it has absolutely not translated to the NFL I I, I don't know exactly and I don't think a lot of people can pinpoint it there's, there's attention lapses there are easy drops and then there are just the random explosive plays that you saw from him in college there's health issues so there's a lot of different stuff but you set me up well Uh, We did have a a question in our live chat. Um, Basically, Marlon Humphrey coming off a big contract extension with the Ravens. How do you see him moving around with some of these guys you mentioned? Is Green going to be the focal point by the defensive back, their their star defensive back, uh, even though he has struggled? Or Boyd, the team's leading receiver, will he be kind of focused on by Humphrey? Or maybe even Higgins, who's starting to emerge as another outside threat?
1: I think it all just depends on uh, how the game is going Um, because Marlon, he doesn't usually follow too often. And and during this season, since the Ravens lost Tavon Young, who was their primary slot corner, uh, he's out for the year. They've been having Marlon Humphrey in the slot a lot. Uh, So depending on how the Ravens play their cornerbacks, they could have Marlon on one side and Marcus Peters on the other uh, and Anthony Averitt in the slot, or sometimes they'll have Anthony Averitt on the outside and Marcus Peters on the outside and Marlon Humphrey in the slot. Uh, So it all just depends on how the game is going. Uh, and how those Bengals receivers are doing, um, but I, I would expect to see some matchups between AJ Green and Peters, AJ Green and Hump. Uh, I, I expect it to uh, to change out throughout the game, or to change up throughout the game. Excuse
0: me. Yeah, and the Bengals like to move around their guys too on on offense. So, uh, look, there was a debate that my co-host and I had this week on our on our longer podcast on Wednesday night, and it was if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. you now have Joe Burrow. You've got Joe Mixon coming off a career game, as I mentioned. Offensive line played better last week, but they have struggled. Mm -hmm. Do you try and go toe-to-toe offensively because you've got your quote-unquote franchise quarterback now and try and just go score for score with the Baltimore Ravens and hope that your defense does something and gets the occasional stop? Or should the Bengals focus absolutely – what's the higher priority? Should the Bengals focus be more on defense – and limiting the points from Lamar Jackson. Um and and what's kind of the wiser strategy based on the personnel the Bengals may have this week?
1: Mm.
0: Well, wow, that is a good question. Um hmm.
1: well, it's can I go with C with both? Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. I, I I think you do have to do a good mix of both because on on offense, like if, if the Bengals can't score points, then it, it's it's gonna be a rough game. Um, but I, I do think I, I think it's gonna be a close game throughout. I mean, we can get into the uh the score predictions a little bit later. Um, but they with, with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, um, the Bengals they could hone in on focusing on Lamar Jackson, him not taking off in the pocket and just trying to keep everything in front of them, them trying to take away the big plays, um, and them actually having a good pass rush too. Because if they can get a good pass rush against this Ravens offensive line that has also been struggling. Um, it is a good thing that they're getting Ronnie Stanley back this uh, this week since he was out last week. But um, if they can take advantage of that with the pass rush, that can be a good thing for them. Because one thing with Lamar Jackson that I've noticed uh, during this season is that he just, just doesn't seem like he trusts the offensive line. Hmm. Uh, because he has been just the, 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 the clock in his head, um, the clock for when he's in the pocket, it, it goes off a lot faster than it did last year. And he's just – it just seemed like he – always feels like the pressure is coming in. And it comes in a lot, but even sometimes when it's not coming in, sometimes he there's been times throughout the season where he's actually ran into sacks and ran into pressure uh, because of not trusting that offensive line. Um, So if the Bengals can focus in on that, uh, that would go well in their favor. But also with points, too, Um, because obviously the biggest thing, for you to win any game, you got to score more points than the opposing team. And with all the weapons that they have uh, with their strong running game um, with just Joe Burrow, like I said, he does not make many bad throws, uh, despite him being a rookie. Uh, If they can just really air it out and take advantage of a bad Ravens pass rush, uh, then that could go in their
0: favor as well. Um, So that, yeah, I would definitely say it's a little bit of both. So a lot has been made, uh, and we'll get to, we will get to score predictions in just a second here. But a lot has been made and talked about, at least from the Bengal side of things, that the the Ravens defense isn't kind of that standard tough. You know what the, the Ravens defense we've become accustomed to. They're kind of struggling to get to the passer without blitzers, if I've read correctly. Yeah. Um, you know the defensive backs have been kind of up and down, from what I understand, and that's where the talking point of you know should Joe Burrow be trying to sling it all over the field. On the other side, though, Joe Burrow, for how accurate he has been, has struggled completing deep passes to any receiver this year. So I guess I guess your take on the defense in terms of their lack of getting a pass rush, the Baltimore Ravens defense that is, um, and do you see that changing this week against a Bengals offensive line that is kind of a patchwork one?
1: Yeah, I think this could be a big confidence booster for the Ravens' defensive line uh, moving forward throughout the season, um, and they they have to take advantage of, like you said, a patchwork offensive line. Uh, last week they went against the Washington football team, and the pass rushes still struggled a bit there, but they did do uh, a little bit better than what they've been doing throughout this season. Uh, so with this offensive line with the Bengals, they they're gonna have, they have no choice but to take advantage.
0: So uh it was a 14 point uh line earlier in the week i think it may have changed to 12 points uh with the ravens being the favorites Mm -hmm. your your take on a score prediction how you see this one playing out and if the Bengals maybe cover that huge spread at least i think the score would be 35 25 uh with Mm -hmm. the ravens winning i think it's going to
1: be close throughout the first second and third and even even some of the fourth quarter but i think the Ravens, they finally make Joe Burrow make the bad pass and he throws an interception and that ends up being the difference maker and the Ravens winning by 10.
0: Yeah, I had uh, I think I had 33 24 this week so far for the for the Ravens beating the Bengals. So you and I are kind of on the same wavelength here. Mm-hmm. Justin from Engraven Vids joining us. Thank you so much for your time uh, and thanks for joining us last minute. It was my fault, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, I asked Justin to join us later uh, earlier in the week and then I I slacked but appreciate oh, you coming back on. Where can people find your stuff? How can they follow you on Twitter and all that good stuff? Uh, Twitter,
1: Instagram, of course, the YouTube channel. Everything is engraving vids. It's all one word. Um, so
0: that's that's where you find me and team. Keep it clean. It. Yes, please subscribe, guys. It's a great channel, and uh, even if you're looking to get news on. Yes, the NFL, but specifically on the Baltimore Ravens is a great channel. Justin's a great guest. We'll try and get you back on at the end of the year. Thanks for joining, my man. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, we will be replaying portions of this interview for our pregame show on Sunday by Narragansett Beer. So if you didn't join us live or you didn't download it after the fact, for whatever reason, slackers, get to the pregame show and check out our interview. Thanks for the time, Justin. Appreciate it, man. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Enjoy your week five.